Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children, where all of our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. I'm Melanie Cole, and if you're a parent like I am, you know that this year school looks a little bit different. I mean, it did last year, right? It certainly did as our kids were staying home. And so some of us got to save on some school supplies. It just looked a little bit different when kids were learning online from their bedrooms or Lord help us from their beds themselves, because I know my kids, I had to pull them out of bed school. But now they're back to learning in person. And so how does school look a little bit different this year? Joining me is Dr. Heather Hawk. She's an assistant professor in the Department of Pediatrics at Baylor College of Medicine. Dr. Hawk, I'm so glad to have you join us today. So tell us at the start of this discussion about some of the worries and difficult decisions parents are making right now, what you have seen in your practice. Yeah, well, first of all, it's my honor to be here today. And I think this is a really challenging time for parents. We know that children under the age of 12 aren't yet eligible to be vaccinated. And there's less options for virtual school this year. So a lot of parents are faced with the decision of putting their child back in in in-person learning, but not sure how to keep them safe and what measures to take to make sure that they're reducing risk of their child getting infected with COVID or bringing COVID home. And also the other game changer we have going on right now is that we have the Delta variant in circulation. This variant of the virus was not really in circulation last academic year. So this academic year, we're dealing with a totally different beast. It's far more contagious, and it's affecting children more than at any other stage of the pandemic. So I'm hearing a lot of questions from parents just about how do I keep my child safe? Well, certainly that is the big question. I have two kids in college, so I can't do a lot you know, from far away to keep them safe. But I mean, I'm on them all the time about, are you wearing your masks? Are you bringing your sanitizer with you? Are you trying to distance a little bit? I mean, I I pretty much know the answer. But still, it's difficult for parents with younger kids. So what? give us your perspective as a pediatrician. What do you want parents to know when they're nervous? They've got a sixth grader and a fourth grader, maybe a first grader, and they're not sure. You know, if they've got teenagers, then that teenager hopefully is vaccinated, which gives that little extra peace of mind, but not completely, right? So tell us your perspectives and what you would like parents to know about ways to keep their kids safe. Yeah, it's a great question, and I definitely empathize with parents in this moment. I'm also the parent of a sixth grader who's under the age of 12, and so these are definitely questions that I grapple with as well. So first of all, you know, I want parents to know that the risk for children suffering from severe disease from COVID is low, but it's not zero. So we should still be implementing measures to keep them safe and to minimize their chances of getting infected, for passing the infection to others. 
And also we know that children have a chance of developing long-haul symptoms from COVID, even if they have a mild course of illness when they first get infected. So all of those are reasons to be cautious. It's also really important to be back in school. In-person schooling is very important for children's learning and development, for peer interaction, and a lot of the things that children missed out on last year with virtual school. So I do definitely endorse children going to school. But parents can work with their children and their schools to basically use all the tools that we have in our toolbox to keep children as safe as possible. So the good news is we have a lot of tools. We've got a year and a half worth of pandemic experience, research, studies that have shown us what works. And one element of that toolbox is masks. So we know that masks are safe, simple, and effective measures that reduce the risk of both transmission and acquisition of COVID. And it's part of a a multi-layered approach to decrease the chances of COVID. So it's not going to offer 100% protection, but it is going to significantly reduce the risk of spread and should be used in concert with a lot of other strategies. I think a lot of parents ask me what is the best mask to send my child to school in. The answer I usually give is the mask that your child will wear. So you don't want to give them something that's going to be so uncomfortable that they can't tolerate it. You don't want to give them something that's going to be gaping and loose and hanging off their face. You want to send them in a mask that fits well, is um, sealed across their face, and is not too large for their face size. And some parents are even using kind of little holsters that they can use to clip the mask around their child's neck like a necklace so that when they take it off to eat, it's right there and easy to put back on. So masks are a really important part of our strategy to reduce the risk of spread, but it's not the only thing. So, of course, we also want to make sure that anybody in the household over the age of 12 is vaccinated against COVID, and hopefully soon we will have news that the children in the 5 to 11 age group will also be able to access the COVID vaccine. But having other people in the household vaccinated, and ideally other adults and staff members at the school should be vaccinated too to help reduce that spread. A lot of people ask, you know, should I be sending my child with antibacterial sprays and wipes, that kind of thing? It can be helpful. Your school may request that you send in a supply of Clorox wipes or or other antibacterial wipes. But just know that the majority of COVID is spread through the air. There's actually very little spread that comes from contacting surfaces. So sending your child in a well-fitting mask is going to be more important than all the contact surface wiping. And that goes with hand washing too. It's certainly important. Kids definitely stick their hands in their mouth and rub their eyes throughout the day. So hand washing is important, but it's not a replacement for also using strategies to reduce transmission through the air, which we know is the predominant way that COVID is spread. So those are really some of the the big elements that parents can be thinking about when they're sending their children to school. 
What a great comprehensive explanation that was. How often do we change out their masks? Because some of these masks now are cloth masks with double layer. You can put a filter in there or not. If they've got the good double layer, some are surgical masks, which kids can find itchy. And by the way, small face surgical masks are not easy to come by. I know my daughter has a little face and it was hard. Every time we saw them at Walgreens, we were like, whoa, there's one, you know, not easy to find the little face surgical masks. Do you have a mask recommendation how long we should change them out? Yeah, that's a great question. And thankfully, the supply of masks has really increased since the start of the pandemic. Although I know certain types of masks have been sold out everywhere, especially because parents are worried about finding the right mask to send their child back to school in. So I know a lot of the smaller sizes of high-quality masks have been sold out, and parents have had a hard time finding them. Like I said, the the best mask is going to be one that fits them and that they tolerate on their face. Multiple layers, filtration is all wonderful if you can find a, a mask like that. When should you change it out? So that's going to depend on both kind of the manufacturer's instructions. Some masks are going to have specific instructions as to how many times you can wear them and when it should be discarded. But certainly if the mask is visibly soiled, um, it's time to wash it per the directions of the manufacturer or discard it if it's a disposable mask. If the mask is getting stretched out and no longer fitting against the face, that would be another reason to change it. But I would recommend just kind of checking in with the mask that your child wears and seeing if there's any special instructions. Some of the masks that do have filters in them have kind of uh, specialized instructions on how to wash them. You can't just throw them in the washing machine like a plain cloth mask, but you need to kind of gently hand wash them. So the answer really depends on what type of mask your child is wearing. Well, thank you for that. So as our kids are trying to return to normalcy, and we're not getting political here, but this has been and become a very political issue. Our public health has been politicized, Dr. Hawk. So if kids are nervous, if parents are nervous, if there's tumult in the schools, if they hear different sides of this discussion, and they're nervous about going to school because of it, or they've got a teacher who won't wear a mask, or arguments, any of these kinds of things as a pediatrician, what can you tell parents about these discussions to have with their kids? When do you feel that it's important that they reach out to their pediatrician if they find that their kids are, you know, some red flags or having trouble with this stuff? Tell us a little bit about how you're counseling parents to deal with some of these things that, you know, we shouldn't have to be dealing with. Yeah, that's a great question. And one of the things that just makes me so sad is that children are often getting caught in the middle of these quite heated discussions and debates and politics sometimes. And this really shouldn't be political. It's about protecting our children from what we know is a deadly disease and a disease that's greatly affected our community, our country. We've surpassed the number of deaths from the 1918 flu epidemic. And we really need to be using all the strategies that we have at our fingertips to help reduce the spread. So in my opinion, it's it's sad that uh, children have been caught in the politics and sometimes caught hearing arguments, seeing protesters on various sides of the debate. 
think for parents, you know, it's important to just check in with their child emotionally to see how they're doing. We know that the pandemic in general has been extremely stressful on children. And depending on the age of your child, they've been stressed or stretched in different ways from the pandemic. And uh, we're certainly seeing an increase in mental health issues um, from children throughout the pandemic because of the kind of prolonged chronic stress that it's brought, the disruptions that it's brought. And it's, it's not the masks themselves that are stressing or traumatizing children. It's more the disruption to life and loss of peer interactions and all the changes that have come along with that. So if you notice that your child is having a lot of anxiety or is even exhibiting signs of withdrawal, depression, sadness, not interested in completing daily activities, maybe having a drop-off in their grades, those would all be reasons to talk with your child's pediatrician and think about how you can better support your child through this challenging chapter. And in some cases, for some children, they may need some mental health support services at this time. Certainly true. I mean, I think that there really is a mental health crisis in this country, and especially among our children. So as we look at supplies this year and you know, we hearken back to the days of walking around Target and throwing pencils in, and it was so much easier, it seemed. But now parents really do have to look at all these things. As we wrap up, Dr. Hawk, what's your best advice for parents right now as far as kids going back to school, nervousness, keeping them safe, masks, hand sanitizer, you know, distancing, whatever we can do to keep these kids safe and certainly the vaccines. And we're excited to learn, you know, when this happens that our younger kiddos can get it as well. Just kind of wrap it all up for us with your best advice about school this year, back to school and our kids. Yeah, so I think one thing I want parents to know is that in this moment right now, children are more affected by the pandemic than at any other stage. And so we're seeing more child infections right now. We're seeing more children admitted to the hospital with COVID right now than at any time point in the pandemic. So it's really not time right now to let up and do away with all the tools that we have to help keep our children safe. We need to stick it out a little bit longer. There is some hopeful news on the horizon. We're going to get past this. We've got vaccines for children around the corner. We have vaccines already available to anyone over the age of 12, and I encourage parents to get other family members who are eligible vaccinated now. So we're going to get through this, but in order to minimize harm to children in the process, we can't abandon the methods that we have to keep children safe. So I would also just encourage parents to talk with their children's schools Um, If you have concerns or feedback, keep that open line of communication with the school. Our teachers, our eyes on our children who are with them multiple hours during the day, and they're able to tell us how our child is adjusting to being back in school in person and any struggles that they may be having us. So really keep that open dialogue with the school. Give them feedback if there's things that you think they could do to improve their COVID mitigation plans. Let's just stick this out for the fall. It's really important that our kids are back in school 
but we got to keep doing our part to do everything we can to keep them safe. 100% agree. And parents, if you do have questions, your pediatricians are literally your best resource. They are the gold standard at the American Academy of Pediatrics. They're helping us to raise our kids and raise them safely. And that is really the most important thing. And thank you, Dr. Hawk, for coming on today and really helping parents to decipher what's going on with the schools and what are some of the safety precautions that we really need to make. It's a very scary time. And parents share these shows on your social channels. We're learning from the experts at the AAP together. And so if you share them, we're all going to learn this great quality information. We have to fight the misinformation. And this is the information you know you can trust because it's the American Academy of Pediatrics. They're working so hard for us. So share this show. And of course, you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcast, I guess it's now called. But we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. So for the American Academy of Pediatrics, HealthyChildren.org, and RadioMD, this is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and stay well.